Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now it's time for Meter and the Coach with John Meter Burrell and former Providence College men's basketball coach Tim Welsh. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Don't you love that tone? Don't you love that phrase? Don't you love the fact that you're 11 and a half hours away from kickoff? You're anticipating every single play, every movement that Taylor Swift makes, every commercial, every stupid phrase that Tony Romo says. Every single aspect I don't know, of this John. Game, every single aspect of this game will be under the microscope. Tim Welsh, Joe Passarelli behind the glass. Good morning to you. And Tim joins us from Provo, Utah, where the anticipation has been just palpable all week as they anticipate Super Bowl 58. Right, Tim? Well, you know, I just found out from uh, some of my new friends here in Provo that uh, a good morning meter from Provo, by the way, at 5.01 a.m. Uh, as you love to give the time, uh, you know, the uh, Las Vegas host of the Super Bowl is about four hours from where I stand right now uh, in a car. And if I had an extra six K, I'd uh, load my pockets up. If I would have sold my Taylor Swift, Swift tickets that I had back in May, uh, I might think about getting in a rental today and I'm down here in Provo for a few days to, uh, drive down and attend the game and see if I can see uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey and Mr. and Mrs. Mahomes and um, the lovely Olivia Copo, Rhode Island's own. You know, it's just full of stands full of celebrities today. But no, I don't think we'll do that. I think I'd rather watch it right in my hotel room. And uh, yeah, happy Super Bowl Sunday. So it's it's uh, it's it's going to be a good one, I think. It's going to be an exciting game and um we'll get to our thoughts on it later i guess in the predictions but uh i always like to go down to the coaching aspect you know i did you weren't here a couple weeks ago but we never replayed the our maybe joe can pull it up because his 49ers are so lucky to be there that uh, the one thing i predicted going into the niners lions game is that dan campbell would mess it up and he did he did so but so we'll see if Kyle Shanahan can mess it up today for the uh, 
for the 49ers like he did when he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons back when, when, when your back when your team was uh was in the mix and in these conversations. Well, I was I was very upset with that outcome because my boy Matt Ryan was the quarterback for said Falcons 28-3. The next day I was on with Dennis and Callahan actually. They brought me in just to react to that. I was on the f- four hours getting pounded by Patriot fans. Uh but that was just such a horrendous coaching coaching display by Shanahan and Dan Quinn. Now you're coach of the Washington Commanders. Uh, that was the fact that they lost that game and went into a shell and were conservative and didn't do what they had to do. But actually, they weren't conservative. They should have gone conservative. They should have run the football. They didn't. Uh, and, the, of course, the story's been written. We don't have to go to the uh, the Apple TV uh, Dynasty series that's coming out February 16th this week on your Patriots. Uh, and this is something that bugged me all week. I know you were here all week listening to sports radio. Matt Ryan was on sports radio this week on uh, some Boston outlets. Uh, did a good job. He's with CBS now. But during Super Bowl week, we actually talked about the game. Uh, you know, we I was I've been doing it for years. We actually broke down the game a little bit. Like I know we didn't do it every day. I mean, Super Bowl week, there's a lot going on. But we actually got into the game, even if the Patriots weren't in there. This week, I heard like two minutes on the 49ers Chiefs, and it was all Patriot coordinator talk, Robert Kraft talk, Bill Belichick talk. Uh, why doesn't he have a job talk? Mike Lombardi going off on Boston media members. Boston media members going off on Mike Lombardi. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, get over it. Are, are you really still stuck on Bill Belichick not having a job? Well, it's funny. Last night at our, our game here at Brigham Young, uh, the great Danny Ainge was in attendance and uh, we caught up on some old New England stories and golf courses and everything else. And uh, he's, we got speaking about the Celtics, of course. And uh, I said, you know, Danny, I shouldn't be amazed, but I am. I think it's just the, you know, the carryover from all the titles, which is great. But here we are on February 10th. And yesterday, and we're still talking about what jobs Bill Belichick could get next year and why he doesn't have one this year. And you've got the best team in the NBA and the best team in the NHL and baseball coming up, which, you know, whatever doesn't move the needle, but you can discuss. And he, he just shook his head. He said, yeah, sometimes that's good, but uh, I'm sure hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll calm down after today. I'm sure it'll continue because it is a little bit of a storyline, but to me, it's not surprising that Bill Belichick's not a coach. You know, it's, it's, why would you hire him? He's the last four years shows you that he's lost touch with the game. He hasn't got up to speed on today's world of how to scheme. He hasn't got up to speed on today's way of the players, the way they want to be treated, analytics, everything else. So, you know, what I, it kind of bores me. Actually, because I, I I never thought he would be coaching in any way next year. No, you and I have been ahead of the curve on that one. I, I, I told you from the jump, the guy totally lost his fastball. Uh, oh, he, the best is, oh, he can still coach, but he can't do anything else. Okay, well, I, I don't even know if he can do that anymore. So he's certainly not offensively. We know that. I mean, I know he can have people around him, but offensively he's lost any touch he had. 
Um, well, yeah, it, it's just it's there's so many uh, safer hires, you know, if you're right. an owner. You know, and younger hires. Younger and say, yeah. And listen, we're all going to be old one day. So hopefully someone will still hire us and employ us if we, if we want to work, but you know, it's, you've got to be, you've got to be in the right spot. You know, you got to be, you've got to adjust, you've got to adjust to today's world. And that's just, that's just part of life. And, you know, he hasn't adjusted, I don't think coaching wise. And uh, now they went with the younger flashier, you know, friendlier guy and, Rod Mayo, I'm not sure that's going to work. I, I don't think it will, in my personal opinion. I just don't think he's – I don't think he's got the experience. He's not an offensive coach. You know, is he a defensive coach? He was never even the coordinator. If he was so good, why didn't they make him the coordinator? Uh, you know, it, my thing my thing always with those situations, Meter, is, okay, let's, let's just open everything up. Just like college basketball. Make everyone a free agent. Let's make everyone a free agent, including the coaches. Right. Would, would anyone else hire Gerard Mayo? Would anyone else, if there were 32 jobs open, or whatever, how many teams there are, would someone else hire him? And I don't I think guess, they would. I guess the Panthers were interested, and that's oh, one of the reasons. Please, I don't believe that. That's one of the reasons why the Patriots jumped, I guess, or. I don't think any one of the 31 of the teams would have given him a $10 million buyout if he didn't get the job. I'll say that much. Well, that's reported. We don't know if that's confirmed, Joe, but I'm with you. That's the report this week. That was Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk saying that Belichick. That's the Mike Florio that said that Bill Belichick was a lock to go to the commanders. Yes. Yes. So we say that with trepidation. That seems a bit high to even – that's ridiculous. Uh, good story. I'm not saying it's not a good story. I'm saying it's. And, it's, it's and who are the owners of the team? Oh, the Crafts. Oh, the Crafts. Yes. Yeah. Who, who, whose owner said the other day, "We're going to spend." It's a false narrative. You know, people saying this, but it's not true. We will. We have spent. We will spend. But meanwhile, in the last ten years, Mike Reese did it. Did a. Uh, look back they are dead last in cash spending in 10 years the last 10 years dead last so yeah how can you even say that with a straight face now i know the, the people that are in that special little room or coffee danish and coffee room that he had you know aren't, aren't going to crush him because they're not going to get access anymore if they crush him from that perspective or challenge him but this don't don't give me that please i i don't believe anything he says i really don't it's it, it's going to be a fascinating offseason uh, from the perspective of what road do they travel. You hear a lot of guys this week. I heard Chris Sims the other day. I heard you, you name it, quote, experts uh, talk about Jaden Daniels, talk about Drake May. There's speculation that Chicago is going to trade out of the top spot, go down to two. So they'll drop Mar- Marvin Harrison, Washington Gills with Caleb Williams. Then Drake May might fall in the Patriots' lap. But is May better than Daniels, yada, yada, yada. I think it's a toss-up. I think Daniels is a little better fit for the modern game because he can move much better than Drake May. Uh, I would clearly, you know where I've said that for, again, months. You got you have to draft a quarterback. Don't give me Marvin Harrison. You must draft a quarterback. Why do you draft a quarterback? You don't have one. Ross Tucker, good job by you. Heard him this week. He was very outspoken about the Patriots. Must go after a quarterback. Easiest move they'll ever make. 
back to Drew Bledsoe. You've heard that line a lot of times in the last week. Yes, it's easy because you don't have one. The guy they have stinks. The other guy they have stinks. So you got to go get one and you got to develop it and you got to hope for the best. You got to surround them with the right talent. You got to spend the money. Just what your narrative is, Tim. And oh, by the way, hit on the draft, hit on that first pick, but then hit on all your other picks. You cannot screw it up. Elliot Wolf, good luck. GM, looks like that's the line of demarcation now. They went that route. I'd still love them to bring in a senior football advisor. Pioli, Dimitrov, Ziegler, whatever, expatriates, you name the guy. There's a lot of guys out there. I think that would be helpful. You're not impressed with Ben McAdoo bringing him in. You know what? I heard Bedard talk about this. Look, I'm influenced by guys that are around the game a little bit. I don't know anything about Ben McAdoo besides his Giants disaster. And that's an easy layup for us to say, oh, he sucked with the Giants. He was a mess. It's like college basketball coaches that you know probably bugs you because they have one, you know, they might have some hiccups, but you still think he's a good coach. That's the that's the football guy saying about Ben McAdoo. Oh, he's really good. He he's a quarterback whisperer. He knows what he's doing. So who the hell who the heck knows about Ben McAdoo? Yeah, insignificant. So I'd rather have a seasoned personnel guy, someone that has a has the chops behind him, but they're not going to do that because that goes back to the spending. You'll have to spend. You know, they're I'm sure they're in a tizzy that they have to pay Bill Belichick for not not to work one more year. So that part is, and then you look at their hires very, not, not you know, it doesn't get me going. Alex Van Pelt, I mean, the guy got fired at Cleveland. You know, I mean, I don't know. He's going to call plays. That's great. It's more about the personnel meter. It's really, it's more about that. You know that, and they're so far behind in that in that area that it's it's going to be a it's going to be a slow climb. It's going to be a slow. It is. It doesn't have to be necessarily, but it looks like that that's the, pro- the trajectory with what we've, as you just bring up the cash spending, see if that increases. There's a lot of there's receivers out there that they got to, you know, they're going to be in on the Red Sox. Oh, we're in on them. Uh, that needs to apply, but the Patriots need to get one. T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, uh, you know, you name the, the rumor this week. What's that, Joe? Evans, he's a free agent also. Mike Evans, another good one. Uh, there's a rumor, which is ridiculous, but the, the the Justin Jefferson rumor, you could give the draft to the Vikings and they they bite on that. They bite on the Patriots' third pick and give you Justin Jefferson and future future number ones and blah blah blah. That that was a fantasy rumor. Uh, a lot of stuff comes out in Super Bowl week because there's 800 media members sitting on Radio Row, uh, you know, kind of kind of throwing stuff against the wall. Did you listen this week, Tim? Were you intrigued by anything you heard? Uh, from the football perspective, uh, it's just, you know, the narrative of who's to blame for for Brady. I guess that's the only thing that got me going. I mean, listen, the Patriots have done what they've done. and You can blame Bill Belichick for not spending. And, and you know, you and I both know expatriates, and this is true. You know, he could have he's prom he's promised people things and then reneged. He's lied about it to players over the years. Uh, Ted Johnson, who's on the airwaves locally, has been open is open been open about that. 
is discussed for some of the some of the things that Bill Belichick has done over the years, and, and it's come back to bite him. It's come back to bite him. And the, and the Brady thing, listen, I it starts with Kraft and ends with Kraft with me. If if you love him, uh, you want him. Don't don't disrespect him. Don't offer him half of what he's worth, fourteen million dollars, and he's worth twenty eight to thirty to forty. And then call Stephen A. Smith the minute he leaves and says, "We wanted it. We wanted Tommy to be here. Stop it." You know, th- those are the things that annoy me when these guys openly lie to you. You know, as a season ticket holder, like, don't lie to me. Don't tell me you're going to go all in. Don't tell me you're going to go full throttle meter. Uh, and and then and then don't do anything. It's like the Boston sports fan is so is so intelligent about how you do things you have to be honest with them you have to be honest that's why i like the celtics owners because they say it the way it is you know they say they're going to spend they spend they say well we may have to take a step back they do you know they explain they explain to you what happens right in front of your face because they they know that the fans are not ignorant they know that the fans know you know we're not in the middle of nowhere in boston these are the best sports fans in the world you know, Boston, New York, Philadelphia. I mean, those those towns, they get it. You know, they right. get it. Don't don't lie to them. And that that's all I'm saying is is don't tell me you're going to spend and then you don't, or don't tell me you wanted Tom Brady, or then don't tell me that Bill Belichick said he was done. He's leaking all these things, and that's why it was kind of good for Mike Lombardi to to go out and say this is the way it is from Bill Belichick's end of the world. And Bill Belichick's certainly not going to say that. He's, first of all, he's too classy. You know, as a guy that understands, he's grown up, he's a coach's son. I mean, I, we've got a lot of things that we get annoyed with him about. But the second thing is his son, of course, is on the staff. So, you know, you're not going to cross You're not going to cross over and do anything like that. But, you know, there's some truth that needs to be told here about what what's happened. And the Crafts have a huge part of the blame, and they've tried to get away from that, and that's not right. They do, but look, I'm with you on that. But Lombardi was, was disgusting on, on many levels about his sick of Well, he's he's you know, you know, as, uh, as such a good, bobo. As, as your friend Kurt Manahan once famously said on the airwaves of WEI, uh, listen, Mike. Just because you had fettuccine Alfredo with Al Davis doesn't make you the smartest football guy in the world. So, <laughs> it was a, that was a great quote back in the day, in your day, Meter. But, you know, and that guy, you know, he annoys me too. You know, he is thinks he, he does think oh. he's the smartest guy in football. So it was good. It was good radio. Though. That's very good. And uh, it doesn't surprise me from Minahan uh, with, 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 with that line. And, and that that's, you know, you, you've, I'm sure everybody's heard it by now. It's gone viral and attacking guys down the street that we know. And th- that's fine. Uh, go go after them. They need to be attacked. Uh, but it was just kind of, you just felt like, oh, my God, the agenda, Mike. Please, did Bill give you these talking points? Did he actually text you what you needed to say before you went on the air with you-know-who? Uh, so it was, it was it, good radio, we, which we love, of course. I'm not denying that. But it was just, please get a grip, uh, please, Mike. I mean, it, Bill, Bill was in the room when they when they took Matt Jones. Bill was there when they. Bill was the guy who hired Matt Patricia and Joe Joe Judge. Bill was the guy who couldn't draft a receiver to to save his life. Bill was a guy who denied, uh, you know, his scouts said, "Talk to the hand. I'm going to take Chad Ryland on the fourth 
round. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to take, you know, uh, a, a guard from from uh, from a Division One AA school, Cole Strange. I'm going to take, you know, with with great players on the board. I'm going to deny, deny, deny. That was all Belichick. He screwed this thing up from the jump. Belichick well, he's got too many. Yeah. He's got too many yes people around him. I mean, um, Scott Pioli, the ex vice president or whatever his title was, uh, once told me at a dinner, you know, we, we went back long ways. We were both at Syracuse together and used to yeah. come to a lot of PC games. And, uh, one night we had dinner and he was telling me, you know, I was trying to pick his brain on how the operation works a little bit. And he said, listen, Bill Belichick and I fight like dogs in a room. But at the end of it all, we come to a conclusion and we respect each other's decision. And, it, and that's what made it work. And I don't think he had any of those people around him in the last five to 10 years uh, that would challenge him. And a guy like Scott used to challenge him and that was good. You know, Scott had chops and, but Bill, and Bill, but Bill respected it. And they came to, at the end of the day, they came together to a conclusion. And we all know that history of those two together was fabulous, even with the drafts. You know, obviously, they made some mistakes, but they, for the most part, was they were spot on with their picks. You know, you know the list. So I think that was a problem. And you know, we all know it's as coaches get older and more powerful and you have younger guys underneath them, it's, it's, it's hard to challenge somebody. I, lo I love what Arthur Blank said. You know, Brett Blank went on when it was at Mad Dog Sports Radio saying that he Belichick didn't ask for any personnel power. And Belichick, he, Blank said 1,000%. Belichick did not even bring that up. He did say he would work with Terry Fontenot, their GM. He had, didn't have a problem working with Rich McKay. That was, you know, reported before that Belichick, oh, he needs personnel power. And Belichick, Said no, I don't need personnel power. I can just coach. So, but Blank felt like he needed to go younger and felt like he needed he liked Raheem Morris better at this point in time. So that tells you where it all stands with him. I'll tell you on a coaching front that was an aggressive front, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I know you're just going to be shocked by this, but what what Boston College did with Bill O'Brien this week and got that deal done. Those of us that are around the BC program a long time. It's always, oh, are they going to spend the money? Oh, are they going to make a commitment? Oh, is the administration going to make a commitment to the athletic department, specifically football? And they have. They're all in. Their chips are in the middle of the table. That's what it needed to get to take to get Bill O'Brien, and they did it. They were successful. It was, a, I think, a terrific stroke by A.D. Blake James and Father Leahy and everybody that got this thing done. Uh, Bill O'Brien was at the hockey game the other night. They gave him a standing O. He's going to be introduced to the media on Thursday at BC. I can't wait to go over there and see that and hear that. And I think it's, that's from an aggressiveness standpoint, that thing to me was really well done by BC. Took too long meter. Come on though. Let's go. You know, oh, God. Alabama had their coach in two and a half days, uh, but that's okay. You know, that's typical BC. I know I don't want to put you in a bad spot. But, it's a process. Uh, You're not putting me in a bad spot. I'll talk about it all day. People say, oh, you can't talk. Of course I can talk about it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I've been around the program almost 20 years. Yes. Do they do things slowly at times? And yes. And, and that's not a knock on Blake James. Uh, no, yeah, it's I'm a sure process. He, he knows. He knows how it works. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, look at Steve Napolillo. He had Kim English in about a minute. He knew he, he was ready. I think, yeah, but 
they would have it would have been quicker if it was a de- that December timeline that I've talked about with with. Yeah, but you had the guy, you had the guy in your hand. Uh, you know, I called you a week ago. I my BC my BC Mafia down here in Rhode Island. They were they told me let's go. We we got Bill O'Brien. So yeah, you lost you know, a week. You I lost a week in that. the portal. Although the portal, yeah, I, oh, yeah. right, really, it really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because the portal is closed. It's closed. Uh, but, but you got But the portal is open from your own end, and that's hopefully for your sake. Uh, your guys are, are going to all stay. And the main thing is Castellano, of course, the quarterback. He's there. He's there. There. He. They took care of him. He's. He, he's all set. Trust me on that one. He's staying. So uh, it's great. I think it's awesome. I think it's a, a huge story locally. I think it's terrific. I think you know Bill O'Brien's got battered this year and. God knows we were guilty of it at times, but you know what? He also has absolutely no talent uh, to deal with. I think he's proven at the college level he can do it. He's a college guy at heart. Uh, started in the college game, went to that Penn State run where I, he did he did something that any any coach in America would have had a really hard time doing, digging out of the Sandusky mess. And he was 15-9 and nine in 24 games at Penn State, and then he got hired by Houston. And he did a really nice job with the Texans, too, so – Look, yeah, good no, hire. It's, it's, it's a good hire. It's, it, he's up against it right now, as you know, because of the timing as far as putting the staff together and, and everything else that goes with it. But you got to give him time. It's year one. It's not going to happen in year one. But uh, to me, it's a huge upgrade for you guys. And it's, no question. Uh, it's, you know, you got to get got to get something going at BC. And people are people are starving for it. It's, you know, we, we saw it. You mentioned Matt Ryan. Those were great days, you know, when Tom Coughlin was coaching. It was great days, Tom O'Brien. I mean, you can win there. It's obviously you're up against it in, in that league. You know, I heard Pete Thamel yesterday on WEI talking about it. He said, yeah, it's probably the, you know, one of the bottom two or three jobs in the league. So it's, it's a huge hire because he's, you know, he's not one of the bottom two or three coaches in the league for sure. So you've got the coach. Now you need to build everything else around it. Yeah, and it, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's not. It's nowhere near where it could be. It's nowhere near where they probably should be. But it's getting there. They're, the commitment's there. That's my point. And that's a. That's why I don't know if you could say that anymore about being one of the two or three worst jobs because they actually made a commitment, and that to me speaks volumes about hopefully where they're headed. But a lot going on this week. We're gonna get into that with Pete Cronin coming up at eight oh five. Pete also was a member of two Washington Super Bowl teams. We'll talk about the whole Super Bowl perspective with him. He won one ring. They lost another one. Uh, we're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into the Celtics. And I was there the other night, Tim, against Atlanta. And I'm thinking, man, this defense is non-existent. I felt like I was watching an all-star game. Uh, and I know Joe Missoula doesn't want to hear that. Just give me a little bit. Can you give me a little bit of baskets that are contested or a little bit of uh, – a hand him in a face on a three-point attempt. Trey Young didn't have a great game, but, man, he was wide open. Uh, everybody in Atlanta was wide open. The Washington game was glaring how they, they drifted again. Uh, they won the game, but they drift. They have these periods of drifting, driftedness. Uh, and I know we're approaching the All-Star break, and everybody hits a wall. And Danny Ainge, you spoke to last night, he could tell you about that. And people like us, so, man, you know, you guys just – throw crap against the wall and they don't look good. Well, to me, it's a little bit of a trend with the Celtics. By the way, before I forget and uh, veer off the Celtics, but we'll stay with basketball, as Danny Ainge did mention me in 
uh, our good loyal Friar fans would like to hear this, that uh, he's very, very happy and excited with uh, Chris Dunn, former Friars, uh, with the Jazz now, just doing terrific. He said Great. to me, uh, you know, we, we talk about Chris Dunn, he said he is just a mature, comes to work every day, first in, last to leave type guy. And he said he told him, Chris Dunn told him, he said, I've worked too hard, been too many places around this league and getting to get here. And, I, and I'm not going to lose this job. And Danny just smiled and said, you know, those are the type of guys you want in your organization. So nice to see, cause he's a good kid. Uh, he's had a rough road with a lot of injuries since he's been in the league, but it seems like he's found a home. And uh, Danny Ainge was very excited about having Chris Dunn with the jazz as they do their sort of rebuild. They're, they're kind of rebuilding them as well, but, uh, I would not doubt that Danny Ainge will get the Utah Jazz back back to the top, but his son is with the Celtics, and he's uh, obviously keeps an eye on them. And yeah, I mean their defense at times. I I don't get crazy about that. I just I, I just really worry about a couple things with the Celtics. One is Porzingis. You know, Kenny Porzingis and Al Horford can they last uh, long term? Al with the age and 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 the wear and tear. I think they're doing a good job of managing his minutes, and then Porzingis with the injuries. You know, other than that, I think they've got all the pieces, but, you know, I don't know. You're going to live and die, and you're going to try to beat the Nuggets shooting 45 threes a night. It's, I think they'll adjust, though. I think they will adjust accordingly once they get into the playoffs. They gave up 20 threes. They gave up 20 threes to Washington the other night. That's a that's a franchise record allowed to an opponent. Washington. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't look, up, look at that. I think the, today's game is so different. You know, it's so different. I mean, we had BYU last night. They're a top 20 team in the country. They shoot 33 threes a game in college, for God's sakes. So it's, you know, the game has changed. It's about math. These teams, these teams that's how they're going to try to beat you. And some nights they're going to fall. But the Wizards are the Wizards. You know, they still lost the, the game. The concerning thing, so, Coach, is the Celtics play with their food. They should have blown doors against the Wizards. Um, a potential revenge game for Porzingis against his former team. And they let them hang around. Get to within four uh, with a minute to go, and that to me is the concerning part of the Wizards game. It's awful. It's like carry that over to the Bruins yesterday, for that matter, who played horrendously. Sean McDonough was ripping them because that was talk about sleepwalk. My God, I'm blanked by the Capitals. I mean, and, and I know. Look, everything's under the microscope for these teams, and they they hate it because again, people get too negative. It's recency bias. But is it a trend? I think it might be with the Celtics and for the Bruins, for that matter. 401-777-1037. He's Tim Welsh. I'm John Mita Perel. This is Meter and the Coach. Joe Passarelli, you're up next. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. That's right, John. At 729, here's what's trending at WEEI and WEEI.com. As a... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.